Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Skincare with Friends. Hello and welcome to Skincare with Friends. My name is Nia Patton. I am a part-time dentist, part-time esthetician, and part-time skincare expert on the internet and full-time mother and dog's body. <laughs> You're everything. Hi, I'm Natalie. I'm Nia's friend. Um, I've, been, <laughs> I've been interested in skincare probably since 2017. No, when did we start this podcast? 2018. 18 maybe, yeah. Yeah, so. yes. Um, I'm soon to start my own online shop too, um, selling mainly Korean sunscreen. But, you know, I yeah. also work full-time and a mother full-time too. So we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. Well done for you for doing it and starting it. Well done for you. (laughs) (laughs) Well done us. (laughs) I've got a Sol beer tonight. Have you got anything to drink? I've got my usual carver actually. Yeah, I don't change. Nia's been feeling pretty shitty, haven't you? Yeah, I've had a cold for like a week. Um, I have my fourth COVID vaccination today, which is probably a stupid idea because I'm not that well uh, I did it because it was like yeah, let's get that out of the way with that'll be fine yeah oh dear maybe it, it's not going to be fine but maybe never mind isn't. anyway I'm going to enjoy a little podcast now because we're going to talk about pores again oh but specifically yeah comedogenicity yeah I'm really looking forward to this because I've just done yeah. my little experiment earlier today too so really yes forward to it so that was Matt and Natalie's homework uh, to try out the fiddy snails routine that we talked about last time. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did it go? Um, I mean, kind of a bit wasted on me, really, because I don't really have lots of blocked pores or blackheads or really oily skin at all. However, I then looked at my boyfriend, who's got yeah. all of those things, and I just attacked him as he was on the sofa. And he was like, do I have to oh, do anything? God. I said, no, 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 just sit there. Oh, my oh, God, cool. Pour stuff all over your face. Um, so I started off with a BHA exfoliant liquid, which I left on for about 25 minutes. Then I made a Russell clay mask. Cool. Popped that on the top, left it for 10 in a really thick paste as well, because someone was saying to me, I just put it on Instagram stories and someone messaged to say, don't let it dry. The reason it dries your skin out is because you're letting it dry and that's wrong. It shouldn't go that far. You should not go that far. No. So put it on a Mm. nice thick paste. Don't let it dry. So really thick paste, put it on him for 10 minutes. And then I don't have a cleansing oil anymore, actually. I'm all out. Um, So I just plastered his face in borage seed oil um, Mm. for 15 minutes. And then we massaged it off and it was beautiful. It was a sight to behold. Um, I want to do it all the time. (laughs) Did stuff come out? Stuff came out. You could feel (sighs) it. He was like, oh my God, the grits, the grits. I can feel the grits. Um, Wow. So the oil's left on for about 15 minutes, does Fiddy Snails, does uh, yeah. Council, um, and then massage it in sort of circular motions. Don't overdo it because you don't really want to piss your skin off. Because it's, you know, 
Yeah. Kind of putting your skin through it a little bit there, aren't you? Yeah, but, um, I found that it was getting a bit sore. And I was yes. Like, I don't know if I enjoy this. Right, okay. Yeah. Have you done it again recently? No, I haven't. But my skin is not not great at the moment, acne-wise. Okay. I don't think it could cope. I think it would yeah. be very upset with me. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair yeah. enough. Um, but Hayden does have sort of blackheads and quite enlarged pores, and the the difference was marked. I've got the macro Whoa. lens out, and I got <gasps> right in there. So I'm cool. looking forward to putting some pictures. <laughs> Um, he still does have quite a few left on the nose and i i said to him it's almost as if they've come to the surface yeah (laughs) and they've not quite we've not quite left that clay on long enough oh my Um, god so So he's like uh, glowing like a newborn baby this is the really annoying thing about these guys that don't do anything to their skin as soon as you treat it once it glows and it responds in such a way kind of like it does when you first got into skincare right i Mm -hmm. remember using the things that you taught me to use and you know the skin was so beautiful but it never ever got that beautiful again no (laughs) i know exactly what you mean yeah like the first time i started using lactic acid Mm. it was like oh my god lactic acid especially yes the best skin i've ever had in my whole life it's so clear and smooth and then that was it. Mm-hmm. I thought that, that my life was going to be a clear, smooth life, and it wasn't. <laughs> no, no, yeah. exactly. It's not that simple. No, it's not that simple. Um, so yeah, that's why it was quite nice to do this treatment because even though for me this sort of the your so so this fitty snails um, treatment, you are supposed to feel literally feel the grits of yeah. all the detritus from your pores. Um, having been sort of pulled out by these different methods. And actually, I have to say, because I've not done it before, it did feel really wonderful. My skin feels absolutely lovely now. And cool. it's kind of, because I've got this Russell clay that I just didn't like because I found it too drying. It's kind of given me a really nice reason to actually use it now. Yeah. You know? And so, you can just yeah. do that every few weeks, just as a little extra cleanse. Exactly, yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, like Nia said, we are talking full-on blackheads and, you know, minimizing pores and also talking about comedogenic Comedogenic, yeah. <laughs> Comedogenicity. How pore-blocking things are, basically. That is what it is, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. how much things will block your pores. Because it's, it's one of those things that you'll see written around, you know, non-comedogenic comedogenic is written on lots of you know anti-acne skincare so you think oh cool that's not going to block my pores you'll see non-comedogenic written on all sorts of different products mainly aimed at acne sufferers and yeah I was just wondering what does that mean does it mean anything can we rely on those words and you'll see other you know beauty influencers saying that it's nonsense so I wanted to just look at the actual science and find out whether it is nonsense or not. Okay. So that I did at length, as usual, and uh, found out loads of stuff. If you search for non-comedogenic, you might find sites like Skin Charisma and CosDNA. Have you ever spent any time on those places? CosDNA, I have. Skin Charisma, no, I haven't. No, it's quite good. It's like a bit more in-depth than CosDNA, a bit more modern. Um, so yeah, you'll get... On these sites, you'll get a breakdown of the ingredients of a product and 
each ingredient will be given a score for, I think it's safety, irritation and comedogenicity. Okay. So it'll give you a score of 0 to 5. You think, well, if the product's got some scores of 4 and 5, then maybe if you've got acne, you should give that a miss. Right. So, yeah. So basically, comedogenicity means that the ingredient will cause a block pore or the start of a spot. Got you. Yeah. So, you know, this scoring system should be really useful knowledge for acne sufferers. So you want to sort of like avoid these high scoring ingredients and you'll be safe from acne cosmetica, which is product induced acne. Okay. But yeah, it seems that things are not as simple as that, unfortunately. No. 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 So, you know, I find that one of the most annoying parts of acne is not knowing why I'm getting spots. It's yeah, really frustrating. Yeah. yeah. So you're thinking, well, it might be something I, I'm using, or maybe it's something I'm using and I'm just having a purge and the spots yeah. will go away if I just carry on. Or maybe yeah. it's just just hormones and that's that. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good to know whether these comedogenicity ratings are going to be any use in helping you find out whether a product is a flare-causing ingredient or okay. if it's just all a load of rubbish. Yeah. When you see non-comedogenic written on a product, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it doesn't mean anything. Right. That's yeah. helpful. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so the term non-comedogenic is not regulated and anyone can legally display it on their product. You know, oh, yeah. Why would you be such a dick? Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah I know. Don't yeah. lie. This is the thing as well, because obviously then if you use that product and then you have a flare up, um, mm. you think, well, it couldn't possibly be that product because it's non-comedogenic. No. Yeah. But in actual fact, that's a that's a big it lie. May, yeah. May, may not agree with your skin at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um Basically, there's there's different tests you can do, and they're quite expensive. And some of them involve animals, which isn't which isn't legal anymore. So they can't do these tests because they're incredibly expensive. So you know, they basically they look at the ingredients in their product, and they say, oh, that none of them are high scoring ingredients. So our product isn't comedogenic. They haven't actually tested the finished product on human beings or animals right. to see whether it is comedogenic or not. So it's probably, they just, you know, it hasn't got pure coconut oil in it. So it's probably not so, comedogenic. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's all that it doesn't means. say anything about the finished product, does it? No. Yeah. So oh, it no. Just disregard that comment. Okay. So what do the comedogenicity experiments involve? So I've got a picture here to show Natalie of some rabbit ears. Poor bunnies. Oh, poor bunnies. Yeah. I mean, this isn't, it's probably not a particularly painful experiment for them, if it's any comfort. It's just having some skincare ingredients put in their ears and then yeah. photographed. Okay. But yeah, still, it's incredibly bad. And It is. Fortunately, this is not done anymore. I wouldn't have said. I hope not. No. No. So they use a minimum of three rabbits for each substance and apply whatever they were testing at around 10% concentration. Yes. 
That's it. Do seven times a week for two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Much. For bunnies, initial experiments were performed in 1972 by Kligman and Mills. Mm. Do you recognise the name Kligman? No. He's a very important um, skincare scientist. He's, oh. Yeah. Yeah, he's, his name's on a lot of important studies. Right, so, okay, well, yeah. you know, you, you read studies for breakfast, I don't. I do, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's Clickman, wonderful. Ha, 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 Clickman. Um, as soon as you said Clickman, I thought of the actor that played Quincy N.D. <laughs> Did you? I think that's his name in real life, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Is he, is he the Clickman? It could be, can you imagine? Rabbit ear fame. So not only just wrote... <laughs> loads of studies and was involved in them but also had time to be an actor playing a pathologist yeah. Quincy no less <laughs> anyway sorry yeah. not him no not him not Quincy Kligman himself okay. uh yeah they sort of they got uh they had ingredients and three rabbits for each ingredient applied the ingredient about 10 percent to the rabbit's ear and uh, for five times a week for about two weeks. And then they looked at the sites, compared it with the opposite ear, which they hadn't treated. And they had saw how many blackheads and how many little tiny spots and block pores there were and gave them a score of either 0 to 3 or 0 to 4 at that point. So, yeah, the scoring system varies. So they had a big table of things and... Uh, decided which ones caused block pores. Okay. So there was loads and loads of different chemicals. I'm not going to bore everyone by naming all of these chemicals because quite a lot of them you'll never have heard of. Okay. You know, like fatty alcohols and things like that. All right. But yeah, I'll give you I'll give you a nice little list of which ones have scored high in a minute. Okay. This is what this is what Catullus et al had to say about the experiments in 1996. Studies comparing uh, the rabbit ear analysis with human tests have indicated that the results are in correspondence, but rabbit ear analysis is far more sensitive. So basically, when they did the same studies, exactly the same experiments on human backs, they had less block pores than they did the rabbit ears. Okay. So rabbit ears are very cloggy. And they're going to get blocked very easily. Okay. Substances scoring naught in the rabbit ear analysis are safe for humans. Those scoring one are unlikely to be com- comedogenic. Mm-hmm. Substances scoring two or three are possibly comedogenic. Okay. However, there's a lot of criticism for rabbit ear analysis. Sometimes the results are conflicting, even under the same experimental conditions. Factors such as concentration, physical state, solvency and vehicle must be taken into account. In conclusion, rabbit ear analysis is a useful method to establish comedogenicity, but we reserve judgment on its prophetic value. So basically, it depends what the stuff is in. Yeah. You know, if something's dissolved in an oil or alcohol or water, it's going to give a different result. Yeah. Yeah. Which you'd imagine. Yes. Well, yes, quite. Okay. And so um, it's only then when the ingredients flag is comedogenic that Mm. they get human testing yeah so they had to come up with another technique in 1982 where the test material was applied 
to the back. Right, okay. And so, oh, gosh. Four tests a week. I just, do you know what? It just makes my skin feel itchy. Yeah. <laughs> tests. I don't know why. I know. These people sort of put up with this nonsense. I, kind of. You know, so it's already been flagged as comedogenic. I'd be like, oh, get off my... I don't want blackheads on my back. Thanks. No. No, I know. Mm. What were they putting on? You know, there was acetylated lanolin alcohols. <laughs> Sounds yeah. pretty grim. They, yeah. Yeah. Red veterinary petrolatum. Ugh. Sodium yeah. thiosulfate. Actually, that's fine. There's no comedogenicity for either rabbits or humans with that one. Right. Fine. Whatever the hell it is. Ain't never heard of that. Nope. Nah. Basically, yeah, they did human tests and they put some of the whatever it was on the back, upper back of young adult men who already had some blackhead issues three times a week uh, for four weeks in four test areas, one of them serving as an untreated control. So, you know, a patch of blank back that they could just compare it to. Okay. This assay is not a substitute for rabbit analysis because it's more time consuming and less cost effective. But the results are consistent with those of the rabbity analysis. So, yeah, the substances that block the pores in the rabbit's ears also block the pores of the men's backs. Okay. Yeah, so the tests are probably too sensitive, basically. Yeah. Because you're applying a 10% solution, so it's quite a high percentage of the stuff. The men's backs, they're sort of they're putting the stuff on and then covering it. So that's not a yeah. normal thing to do. Why, why wouldn't they put it on sort of, I don't know, the line like an, of the jaw or somewhere? Yeah, that, do, somewhere normal, yeah. Well, yeah, that faces sort of exposure as well a little I bit. I guess, like the would. because yeah. they were using lots of different things, so they needed a larger area. Oh, I see, yeah, of course. I would think, mm, you okay. know, it's, it's quite a big, easy, easily accessed part of the body, and if they wanted to cover it as well to make sure yeah. that the stuff stayed on there for a certain period of time. Yeah, I guess so, I guess so. So, you know, you're generally in whatever skincare you're using, the ingredients are in lower concentrations than 10% usually. Yeah. Um, apart from when you're using pure plant oils. Of so, course. Yeah. Because it's pure. It is 100%. Do you remember we did an episode about Sam Bunting? Yes. Yeah. And she was saying, because she's, she's not a dermatologist, but she treats skin she was saying that um, her and a lot of her colleagues were seeing blocked pores in people who were using pure pure plant oils every day and she told people she's like telling all her patients to stop doing it because okay they that's what's giving them the blocked pores and i think right. that sort of makes sense doesn't it i mean yeah yeah so so you don't use them now as a result do you no it put me off because you know i've got i get really block pores really easily yeah so why I wouldn't want to mess with that I didn't when I did use pure plant oil I didn't find it very beneficial I just found that they didn't soak in and my face was just oily until I washed it it didn't give me anything that I was looking for I was like this is weird when's it gonna soak in yeah yeah. I kind of, I feel, so our skin types are, uh, you know, are different, mm. but I feel yeah. I bought borage seed oil for the first time and it's the first time I'd had an oil mm. 
probably for about 18 months. It's, you know, it's been a long, long time since I've used one. Yeah. And the only reason I think, oh, no, I really could do with this is really just as a sort of tonic to the really drying yeah, sort of high strength tretinoin and hydroquinone that I've got on. So I wouldn't yeah. apply it all around my face. I'd only apply it into the areas where that have seen such, you know, dryness and, and irritation, yeah. I guess. But yeah, as a day, as something to nourish my skin in the day. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be using yeah. it either. Because it doesn't go in as such. But yeah, I can see that if you've got dry skin, it would be a lovely thing to have on. Yeah. 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 I love the side note you've put in here. Are you going to read that out? I was thinking of not reading it out because it's so bad. <laughs> it, just, it just made me laugh. Yeah. I had a, I had a text from a friend who's a, a listener as well. Hi. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say her name. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, she said... That's when you know it's juicy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, she's she went to see um, Sam Bunting for an appointment and I was like oh my god what was that like and she said I don't like her to be honest she mentioned Sienna Miller and her fancy holidays within seconds and then looked dead behind her consistently dead dead eyes <laughs> like oh ouch <laughs> oh, okay that's brilliant yeah yeah, but no yeah. one likes a name dropper. I mean, come on. No. 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 Fair enough. But, no, indeed. But you do you do take her professional opinion on board. I well yeah, I guess if she sees she sees skin every single day mm-hmm. and she knows what, what is people she a are doctor using. Of then? Sorry. She's just a normal doctor. I'm just a regular doctor. Yeah. And she's just sort of taken up with skincare, which is fine, I think. Because, you know, actually dermatologists don't learn about skincare. Mm. they learn about skin cancer and psoriasis and pre-cancer it's not about like i think everyone's you know thinks that dermatologists are like the font of all skin knowledge well yeah but they're they're dealing with much more serious conditions than the things that we're talking about do you know what that's a really good point Um, yeah and i probably wouldn't have thought about that yeah, I would have said absolutely a dermatologist would be the fountain of all knowledge, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they you know they think skincare is much of a muchness. Yes, yeah. as long as you're wearing sunscreen. Yeah, that's the main thing. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, now we get into lists. Oh, I just love lists. Okay, Do you so like a list. Yeah, you go. <laughs> I love a list. yeah. So you know, I. Reading those studies, there were a few ingredients and you know things that uh, kept popping up. So I thought I'd make a little list of them so I could tell you about them. Mm-hmm. So uh, things to be wary of, uh, clog-wise, comedogenicity-wise, we okay. have number one, makeup. So yeah. red, red pigments kept coming up in these studies, um, depending on I, what they're dissolved in. Yeah, I do, because this... Because one of the studies was done in 1989, I keep mm. thinking of the really super harsh, thick red blusher that you could see a yeah. visible line, almost like I love that, like drag queen makeup. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So yeah. really super airbrushed um, 
red blusher and I'm just thinking yeah no shit rouge that, that would clog your pores yeah. exactly good old-fashioned rouge um but that's really interesting so yeah. if you are getting issues in the upper cheek area let's have a look at the blusher or bronzer yeah it might be that so also can I just say mm-hmm. um I know it's a really obvious one but clean your bloody brushes <laughs> I'm terrible for that oh. So I, I have got terrible recently, but I've got really bad at wearing makeup recently. But I make it a thing with my daughter and me. Yes. We used yeah. to have like Sunday night brush cleaning in the lovely vegan soap that um, Spectrum do. Oh, yeah. You know, the lovely soap. And it's got like the silicon thing in the lid as well where you can oh, that's rinse good. the brushes. Yeah, it's really cool. But yeah, like, please. I just, I saw some really gross Petri dishes um, oh my god I wonder if I could get a petri dish with some medium in it and stick my brushes oh, in can, oh can you please let's do that I love oh. stuff like this um I need yeah, to make friends with a microbiologist yes right now and we we need to do ones for droppers touching the skin as well because they're yeah. disgusting yeah um, but yeah sorry like that was a bit of an aside yeah no it's a good aside well done yeah thanks so um heavy plant butters like cocoa butters yeah so cocoa butter is definitely the most maligned when it comes yeah. to comedogenicity isn't it yep it is you know it is five on the scale isn't it yes it the is cocoa butter. so very, that i would very, give a miss yeah okay yeah you know if you're already using it and you're not getting any block fours then crack on it's fine okay but, you know if you if you're trying to figure out what's causing your blackheads and you're using cocoa butter, then I'd probably yeah cut that one out. Okay. Yeah. Oils, so pure plant oils, like I said. Um, the most comedogenic oils were cocoa butter and coconut oil. Yeah. Avoid coconut oil. I know it got very flat, fashionable for a bit to use coconut oil on your skin. For everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, moderately... Okay. Comedogenic oils include sesame, corn, avocado, evening primrose oil, mink oil. I don't know what that is. Oh, God. From from a mink? I hope not. Uh, soybean oil and cottonseed oil. Okay. The least comedogenic oils included olive oil, sandalwood seed oil, almond, apricot kernel and mineral oil. Do you know what I am going to say? I'm actually quite shocked that the least mm. was the olive oil was among the least. Yeah, I know. You'd I imagine no that would be bad, wouldn't you? Really bad. Super, I would put it up with 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 cocoa butter. Mm. That's really really strange. So good to know. And yeah. fans of J Lo's um, skincare line will obviously be over the moon because yeah. apparently that's all she ever used on her skin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, never, of course not, not J-Lo, she wouldn't do that. No. No. Okay, so that's, that's really, so a non-comedogenic oils, a safflower oil, Mm -hmm. sunflower and mineral oil. Mineral oil, yeah, yeah, there's a few studies I read that, you know, different things had different scores, I think olive oil had a score of naught in one and 2.5 in another one. Okay. It, It varies from person to person, from creature to creature, I think. So it's just a very, very personal thing, what blocks your pores. So this is just a guide. Yeah. It doesn't really mean anything because you might find safflower oil block your pores like crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, don't, you know, basically don't listen to us too much. 
this is just <laughs> this is just what the studies have said yeah but everyone's different yeah mm-hmm. um soaps bar soaps specifically yeah so this is what mills and clickman said in 1975 conventional soaps include salts of fatty acids and the latter are known comedogens the obsessive use of soaps by patients with acne vulgaris may aggravate the disease and result in its extension to unusual locations Mm -hmm. that sounds pretty um ominous (laughs) unusual (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. This is very strange what you've put here next. So some ingredients which have a great skincare record show up yeah. in these comedogenicity tables rather confusingly. Vitamin yeah. E, tocopherol, vitamin A, retinol, and salicylic acid. Make of that what you will. Mm. Yeah. Quite surprising. Yeah. So retinol and salicylic acid are have comedogenicity of two, something like that? Really? Yeah. Wow. So, you know, maybe the thing you're using to try and cure your acne is blocking your pores. Well, especially the salicylic acid. I'm kind of surprised by that. Um, It's just very confusing. And, you know, you can just maybe just disregard that piece of information I just gave you. Because just for ease of of getting on with your life. Yeah. (laughs) Because it doesn't really make any sense, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just goes to show that maybe this is all nonsense. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so and I've, I collated a list that was on acne.org. Acne.org have quite useful information about acne and pores. Um, so the ingredients that showed up in multiple rabbit ear studies um, are linseed oil, cocoa butter, butyl sterate, oleic acid, acetylated lanolin alcohol, lanolin acid, coconut oil, isopropyl mysterate, isopropyl isosterate, isopropyl linolate, myristyl lactate, myristyl myristate, isopropyl palmitate, lorothor, oleal alcohol, and octal palmitate. Oh, goodness. Yeah. See, I told you they were annoying and boring. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, still, um, it's a good list and I'm sure it will come in very, <laughs> some yeah. people will find that very useful. Yeah. So, you know, people who are being, who are really, really struggling with their acne might want to look at that list and try and remove those things from their skincare diet. But, yeah, yeah that would be tough. I don't know if many of them are very common because they don't look familiar to me. No. No. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, yeah. I will check my inky lists right yeah. now as soon as we stop recording. Sure. Not really. Um, <clears throat> so... <laughs> One of the questions I keep seeing that people saying they shouldn't use Vaseline on their skin or they should use Vaseline on their skin. So I wanted to find out, does Vaseline block the pores? And the answer is no. Yeah. Simply, like Now I've confused you with lots of things. I'll just answer the second question simply. It doesn't. There yeah. is evidence that it doesn't. So we can breathe easy on that one anyway. Thank God. Right. So, because yeah. I did wonder where that came from and I've just seen uh, further, your further reading, yes. but I assumed where that came from was purely to do with the, um, the you know, the texture of the actual product itself. It feels like it would. Yes. It's so very thick. So heavy. Yeah. Yeah. But the, um, the molecules of it are actually quite big and they shouldn't actually be able to get into your pores. So, No. no. I'm using it a lot at night time. I say yeah. that, maybe like twice a week I'll put it on. Yeah, and that's what um, flipping Natalia Spearing says to use. It is. I still need to buy her book. <laughs> <laughs> 200 pages on Vaseline, but yeah. yeah. Um, maybe it's great, you know. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy it and tell you. Yeah. So um, you're saying here the rumour about it being um, so poor cloggy yeah. is because the 1972 study by Kligman, Kligman Vaseline yeah. as the most likely petrolytum um, product to cause blocked pores. So he did much more recent um, research himself yep. in mm-hmm. the 90s. Is he still around? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I'll have but to find is, out. This, this is not the case. So he went back and used a different, more real life test to find out if his original findings held any water. No, they didn't. Good for you, Dr. Kligman. Yes. And just, you know, yeah. you so know, he wasn't, you'll learn. He wasn't bullheaded enough not to double check no. his findings from 1972. So you know. he used 10 acne prone teenagers and applied Vaseline to their entire face for eight weeks and their acne actually improved. Yes. Yeah. Great. And Kligman said the chemical structure determines comedogenicity. And as yet, acnogenicity cannot be predicted by structure. The mechanism underlying comedogenicity is unknown. Why corneocytes stick to each other and form horny impactions is still a mystery. God love him. So basically, the man who invented the concept of comedogenicity (laughs) says it's very mysterious. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could yeah. be this, but it may not be. Okay. Yeah. And he also said in that study, he said that it's probably not the Vaseline that cured these teenagers' acne. It was probably just the fact that they were moisturizing, yeah. which they probably hadn't been doing before because they're teenagers. Right. Because so, okay. having any kind of skincare routine was helpful to them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Helped with their acne. and But it didn't make it worse which is what they were trying to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So go for it with the, with the Vaseline, should you wish. Okay. Yeah. I do wish. Yes. Good. I haven't actually got any Vaseline. Maybe I should get some. Um, I've got mineral oil, which is 
pretty much like a liquid form of Vaseline. Yeah, I've got sort of Aquaphor, mm. which is a few things, Similar. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Aquaphor's got nice ingredients in it as well, isn't it? Isn't it got yeah, vitamins? it's got some nice ingredients. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds it used good. used to be good as sort of put it on your face before you go for a run in the cold. Yeah. <laughs> and have all flies stick to it. So. Yeah. <laughs> Like a human flypaper like windscreen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, should we pay attention to the comedogenic rating? Not so no. much, you're saying. Yeah. So, the studies are old and they overstress the comedogenicity of ingredients. Um, these ingredients um, are not in pure form. S- substances have a completely different effect when they are within a product rather than you know, in the 10% solution with one other ingredient. Mm. So, you know, you're not going to, that's not how skincare works in your home. Um, so a lady called Zoe Dreloss, who is uh, very important in the world of s- skincare science, you might not, you know, you probably haven't heard of it, but she's, no, I have not. she's amazing. Um she uh, did a study called the re-evaluation of the comedogenicity concept in 2006. And I always like, I'm sure everyone who reads studies does this, but I just scroll to the very end of the study to see what the last bit says. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah. What was, was it all about? Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. I get it. Um, So the last sentence was finished products using comedogenic ingredients are not necessarily comedogenic. And so to find that out, what she did was she did comedogenicity testing on humans using skincare products that contain comedogenic ingredients. So this is a really useful study. And no, no, the skincare wasn't comedogenic. Well, well. Yeah. (laughs) It had things in it that were comedogenic. So, you know, let's have a look. I've got a lovely table here. So, yeah. So stay this chemical called isopropyl isosterate at 100 percent it had a comedogenic rating of four so if you just apply that to your skin it's pretty comedogenic but when it's five percent it's one to two yeah yeah so it doesn't really work no no it doesn't and so really it's you know it's for things like you've said before that would really be applying to your face in very high concentrations so yeah. an oil yes um, yeah really okay indeed yeah well, good for zoe thanks zoe for that yeah that's a really handy handy piece of information so we really really don't need to worry about it at all unless yeah, yeah plant oils probably do yeah so you know yeah. where does that leave us what do we do next <laughs> i don't <laughs> we don't worry Dr. Clegan and Zoe yeah. said, "Don't don't worry too much. No. We don't really know why, um, no. and uh, Vaseline isn't bad. So that's that's a great takeaway. Yes, um, but obviously there are still things that you can do if you have blood pores and you don't. Yes, there is. Yeah. yeah. So you know you could go back and listen to our last episode for the product recommendations that we gave and." Yeah. Um, also try Fiddy Snail's grit technique. You could think about trying to avoid high-risk ingredients 
if you're very prone to clogged pores. And maybe, you know, if there's a product that's given you clogged pores, maybe there is an ingredient inside that that you really don't agree with. Yeah. So you could look at it that way. Um, like I've seen people online saying, I can't use products containing la-la-la ingredient because it, it clogs my pores. And I'm like, wow, that is very specific. How on earth do you know that? <laughs> but some people really, yeah, are that attentive to their skin and their ingredient lists. It's kind of amazing that they'd be, that they'd, you know, obviously if it's something that really bothers you, you, you would just go and say, right, well, I'm just going to do a, yeah. a process of elimination and see what's what. Like we have some pretty... Um, committed members don't we of the skincare mm-hmm. and friends facebook group who've you know who ask questions like that is one person in particular isn't it who's said like i can't use this because i know a hundred percent that this gives me blackheads yeah you know? so they've really done the research on it yeah but yeah sometimes it's things that really surprise you i guess mm. so when you're looking at the ingredients list the higher the percentage of the chemical the more likely it is to cause a problem mm-hmm. like with that zoe Dralos study it's, you know, the comedogenicity went down gradually with the percentage of the stuff. So, you know, if something's in a high percentage, then, yeah, that might be a problem. Yeah. Uh, you could try patch testing on your acne-prone areas uh, to see what happens. That might be helpful. But then if you've already bought the product, that's not going to be that useful because you've wasted your money. Ah, oh, just use it on your arms, yeah. legs, or chest, or something. Yeah, it's why the the ordinary is quite good because you've got a three hundred and sixty five day guarantee that you can just send them back. Oh, have you? Back. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. It's quite. I think I've ever had to send anything back. That's no, I wouldn't bother either because it's cheap. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, but you know, some you might you could do that if you wanted to. Yeah. So it's always a good idea to start products one at a time if you've got acne. Yeah. Particularly, people in these uh, in my ordinary subreddit and in on the Facebook group just buy so many different things, and then they don't know what they are, and they don't know when to use them or why they're using them, and they just sling them all on their face, and then they come back a week later saying, "I've got a rash." And you're like, "Yeah, you have." <laughs> I can't. This is why I'm not on the. the... No. <laughs> some of the, the are definitely not on reddit but no. you know some of the facebook groups because i just think oh my god why did you buy it if you didn't know what it did for a start yeah why did you buy three acids <laughs> <laughs> stupid i mean i would say my 2018 routine was pretty uh <laughs> over the top um oh no perhaps and now i just can't you know now it's just like four things so yeah. I kind of get the excitement, but yeah, I wouldn't buy anything that I kind of didn't know what it did. No. So yes, once at a time is a very good piece of advice. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, the thing is with the ordinary is it's got that £25 and then you get free delivery. So you do buy a bunch of things. But yeah. I mean, do they all have to be acids, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly just buy one neod thing that'll get you over 25 pounds straight yeah. away yep i'm still uh, gutted that the hylamide is gone i got i just uh, nothing's gonna replace it 
it doesn't the website doesn't look the same what's going no. on but like you said if they've got that they have that formulation they're not just gonna throw it away are they right they're, just, no, they're gonna put not. it into a neod product or an ordinary product fingers bloody cross well especially like the eye serum because they don't really have anything like desium doesn't really do that just the fractionated eye contour concentrate which is yeah. completely not that at all no um so it definitely needs an eye serum. Oh, yeah, I, hope, I don't know. It's I really hope. sad. But anyway, yeah. TK Maxx or TJ Maxx. Yeah, I went. Looking. I went yesterday, and they didn't. It's. It seems to be gone now. Oh really? My friend yeah. went yesterday, and oh, really, she might have bought the last few then. Yeah. <laughs> maybe oh, it's not. What a shame. You know, it's, yeah, maybe it's going. They've run out of stock. I don't know. Gutted. Oh, oh, I know. That's really sad. Hylamide was lovely. Such it was perfect. Nice. It was really handy, sort of middle ground. Yes. So some of the things from the ordinary I couldn't recommend because it's like buffet. I was I wouldn't recommend that to a friend, even though it's a good idea and it's got loads of great ingredients. I'm like, well, go for hylamide for that because it's much nicer. The sub Q skin. Yeah, do you know what? I actually have, so I bought two Sub-Q skins, yeah. obviously Panic bought them. And then I thought, oh no, these these would be Christmas gifts. And I've changed my mind. I was like, I'm sorry, I don't nope, they're love mine. anyone that much. Then no, they're because they don't know what it is. No. <laughs> and they're going to be <laughs> like, oh, that, where did you get that thing you bought me? I want more. That's exactly how I talked myself out of it. I was like, yeah. they don't give a shit. They're going to have You're just going to break somebody's heart. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no, no, I don't think even that. I just don't think they will care that much. It'd be like, thanks for this okay, serum yeah. that I couldn't tell the difference between that and Revolution Skin. And then I'd yeah. be annoyed. I'd be like, do you know what I've just gifted you? Revolution Skin, that's so yeah. bitchy and funny. <laughs> I am being bitchy, but I've never actually used Revolution Skin. It just looks too dupey to be trustworthy. Yeah, no, they, you know, they started by copying the ordinary like ingredient list almost identically. And then the like the some of the they've like expanded the range and like snuck in some fragrance into different things. Oh, okay. Yeah, they can't help themselves. They've got to make things smell nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who's who's getting bitched about a little bit at the moment? Oh, is the inky list? Oh, quite a bit by some, you know, some influencers. Oh, really? why. They're just not liking the texture of that. They they seem to be releasing things all the time. So you remember they yeah. they had quite a pared down line, didn't they? Yeah. And now they just seem to do everything. Um, but it was one product. I'll try and find it. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah, there's been a couple of skincare pieces in news. I was like, oh my god, there's been a couple of celebrity skincare lines. Have you oh, seen? Don't. Are you talking <laughs> Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt and is, Travis Barker. Oh, tra- th- and this is what someone said, and it's so true. If Travis Barker had come out with a line of tattoo protective skin, yes, that would that's totally exactly what make I sense. Thought, yeah, totally makes sense. Mm. Um, and if Brad Pitt, who owns a vineyard, so everything has is grape obsessed. He's obsessed with grapes and <laughs> grape antioxidants. So. There'll yeah. be plenty of resveratrol in all of his products. But he was like, refillable. Have you seen what the products look like, the actual packaging? Yeah, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's bloody stupid. And it looks unrefillable <laughs> as shit. And 
someone someone has said Travis Barkas is just cannabinoids. That's all there is in his. Just oh my god, cheap shitty CBD. In, yeah, and the serums like start at one hundred and thirty dollars or whatever. That's bonkers. Yeah, Brad Pitt's ones were like three hundred dollars. <laughs> Stupid bastard! I'm like, you guys <laughs> people. Why? Well, I guess they're just like, somebody has told them, you should start a skincare line. That's what everyone's doing. And I do think, yeah, and I also think it's really unfair on, because you can't all, you can't tar all celebrity skincare with the same brush. So I think there are some that have obviously, like Fenty Skin seems to be pretty well researched. It's a pretty um, pared down yeah. Range, as does Haley Bieber's Road. That looks really nice. Okay, I and haven't the seen that. Look really nice as well. Um, and again, obviously, you have, you know, she apparently she, you know, really did her research. She didn't just go to a chemist and be like, "Hey, mm. I want skincare," and just put my name on it. So she seems to. Be, so I think there are people who are truly involved in the concept, um, mm. and then there are people who just. I don't know, a bit bored. Brad Pitt's bored, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's I don't just think doing he's his kids anymore. He's just like, oh, fuck it. I'm what shall I do this. now? Yeah. Just somebody's giving him an idea. He's going, all right then, fine, whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Um. So, yeah, yeah. Don't, I mean, I, we're preaching to the converted. Yeah. I don't think any people listen to us. <laughs> they wouldn't buy Brad Pitt skincare. No. Or no. Travis Barker's. Would you or would you? Tell us if Who you would. would? Can <laughs> we? Yeah. No, don't do that. Um, no, you don't need to spend lots of money on skincare. You absolutely shouldn't. It's, yeah. It's a waste of money. Really. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. it, the boring thing is like anything, like eating healthily or being fit, it's all about boring old consistency. That's yes. It, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. Consistency. Yeah. Yeah. What do so, you need? Tretinoin, yeah. sunscreen, hydration. That yeah. doesn't need to cost a lot. Don't over-cleanse your skin, God's sake. Yeah. Yep. That's a big one. Mm. Um, if I could just turn back time, I would stay out of the sun. But, you know, yeah, that's everything. Yeah, I know. I know. I did start using sunscreen quite early, but it wasn't did really you? enough. Well, yeah, yeah, I was in my 20s. I mean, that no, that's pretty good. That's pretty yeah. good. But it was after the fateful falling asleep on the beach in Thailand incident. Oh, fuck, Jesus Christ. Oh, which God. my skin slid off the oh, next day. Oh, It was awful. Crying. Oh, my God. I remember waking up and screaming at my boyfriend at the time, going, why did you let me do that? You watched yeah. me. Oh, my That's God. Like abuse. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I'm, you hours. know, I'm really good friends with someone, and... She's really bad, but she is so beautiful, and she's got the most amazing colouring. Mm. Um, and she's got fiery red hair. She's absolutely stunning, and wow. she just keeps putting photos up of her on holiday. And I'm like, man, Whoa. you are just about wearing shades, and I am watching, <sighs> I'm watching your skin just go darker and darker and darker. And it's oh no, I just want to, I just want to fly to Mykonos or wherever <laughs> she is. <and> just, <laughs> Just put a just put a visor on her and run. (laughs) Please stop it! You're so beautiful. Age that gorgeous skin. Anyway, none of my business. I know it's just old ladies talking, isn't it? Yeah, it's just old ladies talking. 
Um, mm. I know exactly. Yeah. Although I'm I'm using um, I'm talking about going back in time. I'm using the current body LED mask. Did I say oh, that last yeah. time? Oh yeah. How are you liking it? I, I think it's doing something. Really? Yeah. My skin seems quite unlined smooth like i've got really bad acne at the moment which i've had for quite a while um which you know that's nothing to do with that but it's making me feel bad about my face but i'm looking you know looking at the lines around my eyes i'm like do you know what i think i think it seems to be doing something oh man i need that on my face right now i was looking at my I was looking at my face in the mirror today and the lines around my eyes are deep. Deep. They are, deep. <laughs> they are no. so deep. I just fell down one. Um, oh, no. Yeah, it's really bad. But I've had, I've just not slept for. Yeah. That's days. so bad for, for everything. Yeah. yeah. I reckon, I calculated. So I slept last night and it was wonderful. Um, oh. But I calculated in the week before that, I reckon mm. I had maybe 20 hours, eight or seven days. Oh my God, that's not good. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. You start, you lose it, you lose it, don't you? Yeah. Fucking lose it. You lose you it, mad. cry at anything. Yeah. Everything is awful. Yeah, um, like dark thoughts. Dark, dark thoughts. You can't yeah. do anything. Yeah, it's really, really bad. Mm. I'm, I'm quite a teary person oh, like yeah. I'll just get teary at anything anyway oh yeah I sleep so I'm just not good yeah. I was crying a, I was watching Bohemian Rhapsody and I was crying that oh man oh that is a cry fest yeah was, oh Freddie Mercury it was kind of real you know it was like it was, yeah you, did you cry at the live aid part I mean because that was yeah yeah I did a fair bit of crying all the way through to be honest yeah it was I awesome, cry. It? yeah there's something I wanted to do on the podcast is read out that crazy diet thing that I read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can I read that out? Please do it. Have you yeah. got it there? I got. I got to go find it. The whole book is is funny to to read. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. It was just so seventies anyway, isn't it? Yeah. So this is a, is it seventy nine? Okay. So this is from the Vogue Body and Beauty book. And it was published in 1978. And they give, um, there's lots of diets in this book. So there's a list of different crash diets, which are hilarious cool. and terrifying. And, you know, there's a little blurb about the diets. Because diets are, of course, monotonous, but it is the very repetition of certain foods that's proved easier to follow. So that's the thinking behind this diet. Oh, because yeah. life as a 70s woman is hard. Yes. So what you need is four things in the fridge. Yeah. To keep it simple. The crash diet may be used as a encouraging preliminary course before a long-term dietary plan. So this diet is recommended for three days. And we're not suggesting anyone does this. You will die. You won't just lose weight. You'll lose your life. You'll lose five pounds, apparently, and you'll, yeah, right, so get this now. So breakfast, one egg, hard-boiled, one glass of white wine, dry, preferably Chablis. (laughs) So this is after the school run? Yep, 
first thing in the morning and a black coffee. You're allowed a black coffee, not no milk. Is this to wash the Chablis down? Yeah, you have your Chablis, one glass, and then you drink a black coffee. And then at lunchtime, you have two eggs. Hard-boiled is best, poached if necessary. Why that would make any difference, I don't know. I love it. And you follow your two eggs with two glasses of white wine. Oh my god, you're battered. (laughs) And then black coffee. And constipated. You're drunk, you're constipated, you're whirling around. And then dinner is five ounces of steak grilled with black pepper and lemon juice and the remainder of the white wine. So you drink a bottle of wine a day for three days? Yes. On absolute, on, on what, 400, ca- 500 calories maybe? Yeah. Oh, we're adding the yeah. steak in, maybe a couple of hundred. <laughs> yeah, so you are so battered. So <sighs> preferably you've got to check yourself in somewhere because you are not looking after anyone. No, that's time. it, yeah. You've got to be alone. Do they go into why, why wine? No, why no, it doesn't say anything about why the why it's got to be wine in there, as well as the eggs and steak. And not just that. But no, how, it doesn't say. Like, if you'd had, if I had a bottle of wine a day, well, I'd be in hospital anyway because I can't drink anymore. But <laughs> if I had a bottle of wine a day, I would then be ordering a Domino's straight after. Yeah, you would lose, after the lunch, you'd lose all concept and you'd be like, oh, sod this i'm gonna have just whatever i want thanks love yeah i'll have those boiled eggs on a friggin' pizza like imagine what you'd be like on day three it's <laughs> <laughs> amazing we just be battered be, right, i'm yeah. gonna try it maybe it'd be great maybe like oh actually this is quite the life i'm an alcoholic I'll come now over. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll do it in one evening we'll just have a um a steak, no eggs, and shabbly evening. To do any part of this diet at all. It's insane. Uh, that is grim. Yeah. There's other other ones. There's loads of them. Uh, yeah. The crash diet section is the most hilarious part. It's really, really funny. Yeah, there's a wine and cheese. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah, but that's just one glass of wine with lunch and there's no dinner. Oh no, you're allowed to dinner as well but it's the same thing we have cheese two slices of bread that's fine compared with the egg thing and then there's one with wine and steak two hard-boiled eggs or four ounces of grilled steak for breakfast and then four ounces of grilled steak and one glass of red wine for lunch and then four the ounces of grilled steak. The woman who wrote this was obviously shagging Mr. Atkins, Dr. Atkins at the time. Yeah, I don't know what was and going on. he was like, listen, love, I've got something to tell you. It's explosive. Yeah. I know you're a journalist, but please don't print this. And she's like, okay, don't worry, <laughs> I love you. Um, and he's like, get this. And then tells her, because that, that is basically Atkins diet, I think. It is. Does, I'm sure the Atkins diet doesn't involve a bottle of wine a day. Um, yeah, because, you know, sugars. I think possibly when I did it, and I turned into a mega bitch uh, in 2003. Um, <laughs> I turned into a mega bitch in 2003. <laughs> I had, um, what's it called, where you, where you have an intervention of my friends intervened. Oh my God, no, from, <laughs> from your Atkins. Yeah, and they said, you're a cow. Eat a sandwich. We can't stand this anymore. But I'm sure we're like phase eight of the Atkins. So basically, this is the bit you're doing for life. Um, You were allowed some white wine. White wine. Yeah. 
I don't want to be on a diet at all, ever. No, no you don't ever need to be. No. No one does. No. Um, horrendous. Horrendous um, idea. That, that, yeah, I just thought it was really funny that, you know, that it was printed in a book. There's no, like, you know, if you don't feel well, stop. It's just <laughs> like, this is what you do. It's yeah, so funny. You and I were reading the, my girl annual talking, yeah. and that was obviously aimed at sort of 12-year-olds talking yeah. about how no one likes a fatty. So <sighs> this, the hatred of, you know, plus-size yeah. people started really young. Yeah. For us, it oh, did. Yeah. I mean, you know. Women hating really themselves, hating yeah. each other. I was watching some clips of 90s, coverage of women and that was really bad because oh we had to contend with like the girls on the front of loaded magazine yeah um, there's a lot of thinness in the 90s there's a lot of thinness um yeah it was just really bad oh yeah oh, yeah it was i think it was like posh spice being interviewed and then she got weighed she got weighed on live tv because what was his face chris evans was like have you have you lost your baby weight yet She's like, yeah. And he's like, how much do you weigh? And she was like, oh, eight stone. And oh he's like, let's God. weigh you. Oh Can my you imagine? God. Can you fucking imagine? I would, I would just. I'm well, shocked. I'm glad things have changed, but that wasn't that. For, it was a long time ago, but it really wasn't because that's when we were growing up. So yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago to me. But no. Yeah. No. I'm so glad things have changed. Yeah. Slowly. Yeah. yeah. Bloody hell. So, um, don't ever do that diet. <laughs> no, no, no. Have, feel free to have steak, eggs and wine. Obviously. Yeah, have wine and also yeah. have lots of food, though. Yeah. Because that, otherwise you'll be ill. Do you ever get this? If you've not drunk, uh, sorry, if you've not eaten very much and you've had something to drink, mm. I tend to fall asleep at bedtime and then I will wake up three or four hours later just yeah. thinking this is terrible, like I just didn't eat. You, no, me, and a friend. Yeah. yeah, we went out. We went to the Ivy in Cardiff. And yeah. then we ended up at Heavy Metal Club. So yes, we wonderful. did. It was brilliant. Yeah. Yep. That was the best part of the night, obviously. Yeah. And we was. drank a lot and mixed our drinks quite a bit. I did anyway. Mm. Yeah. And I did feel slightly ropey the next day. That was on a full, full stomach. So I'm very glad we did that. Yeah. I, I think that's the key to doing anything really is do it on a full stomach <laughs> yeah, don't do anything do. hungry eat no. it's yeah. fine yeah anyway that was good yeah time. yeah it was it was really good fun so yeah so that's um comedogenicity don't worry about it too much and yeah. if you want to find out more then come to skincare sorry <laughs> just having a little <laughs> choking episode um come to skincarewithfriends.com and we'll have everything that I've, we've just said written out uh so if you're interested in all the, the boring chemicals and the graphs that i've been talking about it'll all be on there and come and find us on our socials skincare with friends and mia Patton and natalie swf i think isn't yep. it yeah and uh, we love hearing from you we love all your messages we love people suggesting what we should do next. I keep getting suggest, um, suggestions for what we should replace hylamide with. And I'm like, oh. I don't know. So I was, 
I know. Yeah, maybe I'll try and find know. Dukes. It's irre- it is irreplaceable. It, it, it kind really of is, really I think. Is. Yeah. Um, I, I just watch this space for what whatever they the you know Desiem come out with afterwards because they're not going to just throw all those lovely oh, formulations on a scrap. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 Um, so hopefully we'll be back in a couple of weeks with something new. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. We, thank you. we appreciate you very much. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.